0: Self help from the hip. Small doses. We're talking that shit. Small doses. And keeping it real. Small doses. With me and Nene It's so funky. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Small Doses. The hip hop community and the world, you know, was stunned this week with the sudden passing of one of the greatest MCs and uh, performers of our time. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, representing Yonkers. You know, DMX came onto the scene in the late 90s and really just, like he does with everything, just kicked in the door and made his presence felt. And everybody who was in hip-hop, everybody who listened to hip-hop, just was immediately stunned by this person's personality, by their content, by their... um, by their, by literally just their point of view, and you know, it extended beyond DMX to Rough Riders, and all of us know my dogs go, y'all dogs go chop, and then we gonna shut them down up with up shop. Words me out of like oh, not that like oh, why, wow, baby, as our Rough Riders roll. I mean the iconic gravelly nature of DMX's voice is one that many of us uh, came to respect and love and, and really like have a simultaneous fear, but also reverence for. And, you know, all of us, who have followed DMX's career and his life know that he has been in and out of rehab and of prison and he has struggled and he has, you know, definitely had a difficult road um, just as a man and, you know, as a father, as a partner. But ultimately, I think he was somebody that just wanted to be able to be free of those demons and was really just kind of do whatever he could to be free of them. And the place where he was most free of them was when he was in his music, when he was on stage and he was in his element. And, you know, I've saw DMX perform a number of times, the first time being in 98 at the Hard Knock Life, 98 or 99 at the Hard Knock Life Tour. And, you know, on that show, he would stand on the edge of the stage and he would just do this like sermon in the middle of a hip hop show. And it was, it was really like, it was really a a, a a shocking moment for me because it was my first time seeing him perform and you could tell that this wasn't like a joke. Like this was something coming from him in a real way. And then later to see him continue to do that on stage and continue to bring that into his music, et cetera. Like he always seemed to have this connection that he was seeking to a deeper place and to a higher power. And he just seemed like this person who wanted to continuously get grounded and would would get uprooted but would try and find his way back and unfortunately uh, as we have learned this time he did overdose and was was not able to make his way back to his living body however, his body of work will continue to live and breathe and we are going to demonstrate that here on this show uh, I interviewed dmx back in two thousand and five and got the opportunity to talk with him and just meet with him for the first time and his spirit and just came into the room like, bah, bah, bah. and I just, I was just so overwhelmed from the beginning, but I, I had to find my footing, but I want to, I want to let you know off top, uh, my, my, my way of speaking is different. So you'll hear that. And, um, I'm a young person and, you know, this is somebody who is an icon. It was my first time meeting them. And I really wanted to just try and not only just like show them regard and respect, but also be able to demonstrate like prowess for what I was doing as an interviewer. And I really appreciate X because he, he, he allowed me to do that and didn't clown me, you know, as a woman in hip hop, it's so often that you find yourself at the behest of, you know, toxic masculinity. And in this instance, you know, DMX, who absolutely has partaken in toxic masculinity, um, love my niggas, but where's my bitches? Uh, he did not bring that to the space when we were in it. And I, you know, definitely regard and respect him and appreciate him for that. And in and, and the opposite of ways, he affirmed and lifted me up. And I was not expecting that. And not even, I didn't even need that, but he, he did that. And, and let me also say this. So this interview is taking place the day after I got my master's and one of the women who worked at Sirius satellite radio had brought a cake. She made a red velvet cake and she brought it to me. And, um, she really left it in the studio. And so throughout this interview, DMX had put his hand in the cake and was eating the cake throughout the interview. And I don't make mention of it into the in-, in the interview, but I want you to know that that's what was taking place, okay? He had put his hand in my red velvet congratulations graduation cake and was eating it. So I didn't get to eat the cake. But nonetheless, the memory of him eating the cake is probably way more memorable than the cake would have been had I eaten it. So without further ado, uh, let's get into this and-, and pay some respects to
1: the great, DMX. don't them but wrap their motherfucking lips around a bottle. That's all niggas is rapping nowadays. <laughs> 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 and that's a good way to start <laughs> shit. <laughs> What's well, good, y'all? Samantha so, Beaver here. If you
0: don't know that voice, then you can't hear you. You can't no, hear you.
1: No, I don't hear nothing.
0: You don't hear nothing. What's uh, It says on. I can hear you. Volume's up. Oh, is it shit. my? Is
1: it plugged in? Yeah, it's plugged in. Oh. And it's the little loops and all that.
0: So first off, let me just say, I know you're like, wait, what is this accent? You have to remember, this is early 2000s. I'm in the thick of hip hop. And and I'm also in the thick of New York. And, you know, so... When when I'm interviewing X, he had come up to the studio and I had just graduated from Columbia the day before. So there was also like a piece of red cake and there was a bottle of Remy at the end of the console. And then X is up there and I forgot who he had with him, like an assistant or something. But, you know, he was trying to get settled. But immediately he just has an energy when he comes into a room that is just like, there's no small talk. There's no like warm up Um, there's no like stretching, you know, he comes into the room. Like we all know the combination. Let's get started in a five and a six and a seven and an eight. Like that's how he came in. So, you know, I feel like I had to kind of like get my bearings, uh, to just kind of get in the mix. And also y'all like DMX is one of the greatest hip hop artists of all time. Like, so this is my first time. Meeting somebody whose music I had listened to for years, and who, you know, for for the for those of us who went to the Hard Knock Life tour, like you know, he was a huge part of of that time. And um, I also, actually, with DMX had. Well, I was just obsessed with watching Fade to Black, which was the documentary about the Hard Knock Life Tour. No, that's no, Fade to Black's documentary about his, about Jay Z's last show. Well, I, there's a documentary about the Hard Knock Life Tour that I was like obsessed with. And so, you know, DMX getting to, getting the opportunity to interview him was really, really exciting. And so when he came into the studio and he was just like, you know, trying to get settled and everything, I was also trying to get settled.
1: (laughs) That's how I started (laughs) the (laughs) song. You he Yo. Terminator?
0: No, I'm straight.
1: So that was the L part right there. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, Terminator got on the phone with like, hey, Chanel, what's wrong with Wolfie? She's like, Wolfie's fine, honey. But she had a motherfucking knife right through the niggas, you know what I'm saying? Through yes. the car and all that. And then, that's, yes. that's, that's that's the psych out, you know what I'm saying? What's the last movie you saw? Last movie, um. Have you seen Crash? Oh, uh, uh, no, fucking Madea uh, something, you know.
0: Oh, the, the um. Angry Black, uh, yeah,
1: Diary of Black... Diary of Black. Black. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. What made you go
0: see that? Watch um, the mic with the my, Remy, my, man. My, my,
1: my wife and family and stuff. You know I mean? Yeah, they it's forced like, you to go see a chick no, flick. Well, that really nah, was a chick flick. That was like some no? funny shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, like, that's like a hood joint. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, 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 yeah, I didn't like it. It was a little too <laughs> extra, though. It was a little too extra. Like, come on, come on, girlfriend. You ain't gonna go through all that. You know what I'm saying? A little too extra. A little too over the top. Yeah, like 90, 90% of the movies I see, though, it's like, you see motherfuckers doing stupid shit. Shit that a person in that position really wouldn't do. Like, why the fuck would you go over there when you know the kid? Hey, uh, who's there? You know? It's not funny, you guys. like, you let the motherfucker know right where you at. How about Pull just the mic the up gun? so we can hear How it. about just get the fucking gun, you know what I'm saying? And then find out where the a motherfucker is. Like, yeah, who there? Pop up! You know, they do the dumb shit. You know? It's not funny, you guys. And yeah, walk right into death.
0: I can sit here listening to you talk all day, yeah. you
1: know that, right? <laughs> that's what's up,
0: yeah. So, that's basically what we're gonna do. So, make sure you keep it light. We come back, we got DMX in the building. We're gonna be yeah. talking about the album, we're gonna talk about a lot of things because you've been yeah. doing a lot of things to talk about, yeah.
1: You know, me, I, yeah, I, I keep some shit going on, you know, what I mean? <laughs> Story of my life, hearing, <laughs>
0: hearing, just hearing how I'm talking is driving me crazy, but um. So this interview was done back in 2005. I mean, this is before Tyler Perry had like really popped off. And of course, this was like the first movie that was released. So anyone who hadn't known about his like stage plays, this is our first introduction to it. And I think it was interesting just to hear how X was like, you know, you can hear his voice kind of change. when he says like, well, I want to see it because my family and, you know, and it feels like he was basically letting us know like this is, I went to see it because I was doing the right thing by the people that love me. And I think that's always been kind of like a hard thing for a lot of folks who see someone like X to understand. It's like, he just seems like he's so erratic and I'm sure he is in real life, you know, like he's all over the place. Like he's got a lot of demons that he was dealing with. Like he's also just an artist and in general, like we're pretty eccentric figures. And so there was a lot going on, but I think that, you know, at the core, like he was somebody who really respected the he really understood he may not have always been able to show respect or show support but he understood that he was loved and that there were people in his life that had expectations for him and in this very seemingly innocuous example he was like i showed up to go see medea and even though i felt it was trash uh i did the do because they asked me to (laughs) <laughs> and we are here.
1: You know how many you know how niggas' wives hate me? <laughs> niggas' wives hate me! You know what, Why? what I'm saying? Because when, when, you know when, they, when, they, when they husband be with me or when they man be with me, you know what I'm saying? Bullshit. We, we rolling. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I'm with X. And that's it. That's all they can hit with. I'm with X. And that pretty much means anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. Yo, yo, yo. My bad, my bad, my bad. Thank you. Like <laughs> but I mean, you know what I'm we saying? We're doing business right here. So you gotta handle the business, because this is for your business. All right. We got X here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, my brother. So, um, yes. Mr. X. Yes. You're here for a reason.
1: Uh, yes, yes. I'm definitely, oh, you mean on Earth?
0: Well, we in have this that, life? Well, okay. I mean, there, let me know what too. you're talking there's about. there's that too? But I, I mean, I'm I get more, deep now.
1: I mean. <laughs> you, know? Like you know? You know? I mean, I. In the radio station? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for a reason. I'm saying, um, I'm going to jail in a couple of days, and um, I'm about to drop a motherfucking album too. You know what I mean so?
0: That seems to be the best marketing tool these days. What? Everybody going to jail, drop an album. No,
1: no, that, that, that's, that's that the fucking... Doing promo that, that, that's the police. <laughs> that's the police going hard on niggas for nothing, you know what I mean? Oh, black man with money, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, uh, what is it? Uh, driving while black? Uh, walking while black? You know I mean, it's like all those shit's felonies. aren't
0: you not supposed to be driving at all?
1: Listen, I ain't got nothing to do with nothing, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, if I ain't break the law, you shouldn't pull me over anyway. You know what I mean? How the fuck you know it's me? My windows are tinted, you know what I mean? Just cause I got my name on the back of my truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you can't, I mean, you shouldn't assume that it's me driving. But if you got your name on the back of
0: the truck, fam, and you know they watching you like a motherfucking Yo, they,
1: they got a fucking, one police, a cop told me, nigga, pull me over, just to tell me. Cool brother, I, I forgot his name. I mean, I wouldn't blow him up anyway, but, you know what I mean? Nigga pull me over and say, yo, one one precinct got a fucking pool, a betting pool on who's going to bring me in next. Except for like $2,000.
0: So you should be riding low in a Celica. Fuck
1: that. <laughs> I go hard. <laughs> I ride with the dog. Reach in here and talk about turn something off if you want to, motherfucker. you well, pull we back we going to talk nub. about
0: the dogs out when we come back. All right? Yeah. That's a plan?
1: 15 dogs.
0: 15 dogs.
1: 15 dogs. 80 pounds and up.
0: Rawr. Yeah. All right. That was my little growl. I'm I got man really, eaters. I'm, I'm a diva. I don't really bark. Man eaters. We got DMX in here who I didn't know anyone could be more hyped than me, but we yeah. have accomplished that. <laughs> so... You see what I'm saying? Like that was a short piece of the interview, and he packed in so much in there. Can I also just say, like, you know, there's certain you also have to listen not just to what people are saying, but what they aren't saying. And you know, he made a point of saying, like, you know, there's he's always being watched, and he didn't speak about how that makes him feel. But can you? I mean, I think a lot of black people just in general feel that way, but to, but to know it. That it's happening in like an act, like that there was a pool because like the there was folks who had like made it their their goal. That's a different level of having to watch your back and paranoia and fear that's hanging over you. And I, I and existing in that space on a regular basis is not easy. And I think a lot of people when we think about addiction. It's been painted for us in a lot of ways as, you know, people who are uh, problematic, who are weak. You know, we use terms like junkie and crackhead, et cetera. But ultimately, when it comes down to addiction, a lot of times people just get addicted to things because they are unable to deal with things that are going on in their lives um, and they're and 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 the drugs make it possible for them to manage their way through life, like and then they get addicted to those drugs, and, be- and their life becomes about those drugs. And that's often what happens for so many people. And their inability to deal with those things is not necessarily about weakness, right? Like, I mean mental health awareness is a, is some brand new shit in this country and considering trauma as a catalyst for people's, um, mental health breaks and their depression and their anxiety, et cetera. Like all of that is fairly new. And I think some of us like really take for granted the fact that this was not a part of the national conversation in the way that it is now, even as recent as 2005. So when I'm hearing X talking, like, I just feel like what I'm hearing is a man who is 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 laughing his way through saying some real shit about what it is to be not just a black man in America who feels like the cops are on him, but what it is to be him as a star. And this feeling of, like, because they're trying to hold me down, I'm just going to go that much harder. And um, But I'm willing to pay the consequences of it and not bitch and moan about it.
1: Yo. I, oh, oh we're just going hard. I, I, That's how we do <laughs>
0: You in my response. That's how we do. Because, you know, you just got to keep it going, keep it going. And someone like X, like, you be feeling like, oh, my God, like, he could leave at any time. He could flip at any time. He could do anything at any time. So I need to be like... Get this in here as far, as, as long as possible, as quick as possible, as fast as possible. So the rapidity of this interview, the way you do it is you're recording the takes individually. So, like, I'll ask him a question, he'll answer it, that's one take. And then we'll do another take, asking another question, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. So I think he was expecting there to be some breaks and it was like, nah, player, next question.
1: I done lost a couple of spikes on the joint and everything, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we going through
0: it. Yeah, man. Let's go, let's we are go. going through it. Yeah. I got DMX live and in motherfucking full effect. Yeah! Is that, how much of that is the liquor, how much of that is really just
1: you? What? All of that, all of this, all of that, all of this. It's just that, me, it's, just, it's just, just me, I mean, it's just how i been. Because I never met you before. Oh, well, this is just me, you know what I'm saying? I'm just an ant, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, bow, you know, banging no. nigga, all that, you know what I mean? It's, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? it's like. I feel you. You know what I mean? So tell me about this new album. Huh. Typical X. Typical X? Hot to death, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, listening, it's a listener's album. I I got the banging beats and all that. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I'm, right. but I mean, please, please listen, please listen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's for. So, what else? Is, what what should they be listening for? Like, what's different on this album? Nothing. nothing, nothing, nothing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I feel you. You know what I mean?
0: How long have you? What's, what's the last album you
1: dropped? I don't know. You yeah. know, but I mean, niggas, it's like I walk in the streets like niggas, like I, it felt like I just dropped out album like last month. You know what I mean, oh yeah, this shit is hot. This shit is hot. Like, you what about keeps you in this shit?
0: What keeps you making the music? Because, I mean, you know. Real life.
1: I love music, man. I mean, I just fucking love music. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always going to write. You know, whether I decide to give it to the world or not, I'm going to write it. You know what I mean? I'm going to capture it. You know what I'm
0: saying? Definitely. So you're not one of these motherfuckers that just does it only for the bread?
1: Nah, shit. If I did it for the bread, I'd have quit a long time ago. It took me 13 years just to get signed, yo. You know what I mean, so if I did it for the money, I'd have been quit. Like you can't be serious. I got other shit. To do. Right. I mean, I'm getting older, and you know, fuck that. Other ways to get rich. Um, yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean, but um, no, nah, I never did it for the money. I never did it for the money. I did it because I love doing it, and I was pretty much the best at it. Right. You know what I mean, so like me on and off the radio.
0: <laughs> best at it. Mm-hmm. Pull it down. Period.
1: Period. So that means
0: you're gonna show that for us a little later on, right? Because you're gonna
1: run. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you, 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 you want something real quick? You know what we am
0: saying? Yeah, we're nah, we gonna, oh, we okay. gonna, we, we gonna answer questions. It's not a problem, I know it ain't. It's that's not a I'm problem, you. you know what I'm saying? You can answer questions and then we're gonna have you, you know right, what I mean? We're right. gonna end it on a high note all right. All right. for the people, all right? So. We got DMX in the building. When we come back, I wanna talk a little bit more. Yo,
1: can I just let the people know that the t shirt you got on right now? Sure. You got on the Master Blast t shirt with the old school bossy. That's what the fuck, that's hip hop right there. You know what I'm saying? The Master, oh shit, with the fucking Adidas. Yo, how old are you? 23. You wasn't around when hip hop started, but it's like, it's like 81. You, you got the no Seven, 81 is when it was that, when, that. when it no, hit I the said, world. I said started. When it started, hit the world, started. <laughs> Trust me. You know the, the world don't know a lot of shit right now that that's already started. <laughs> you know what
0: I'm mean? saying? I wasn't around, but you know if it's for you, it's for you.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is you. you know I mean, from what I see.
0: Thanks. I mean, you're right. I'm smiling exactly. <sighs> I didn't even realize. I forgot that that even happened. DMX like anointed me. I'm a bit emotional. That was really bugged to hear. You know, so you guys, like as we're recording this, I'm hearing this interview for the first time since we did it in 2005. And by the way, 23, that was a long time ago. but. You know, hearing him talk about just how, just how he just loved the music, like I real, it, it really means a lot to me that he like he he said that and then he acknowledged like the hip hop and me because y'all like when I tell you I re- I love hip hop like in such a real way and it used to just like. Like interviewing cats like DMX was always just such a dream for me. And so getting to interview him and then hearing him speak about the music with such reverence and about like why he um is not about the money like meant so much because it made me also feel like affirmed in my love for hip hop. And you know, DMX is somebody who, like he said, he was like, you know, I was rapping for 13 years before he even got a deal. Like, it for it's hip-hop was therapy for him. And I've heard this for other MCs, too. Like, this definitely is not just a music that he was using as a means to, like, get out the hood or as a means to try to, like, get bitches. Wow. Get bitches. Really, Amanda? That's what happens when you go back. <laughs> Jesus. To get women. Um, and, you know, he really is just speaking earnestly. And I think, you know, the fact that I think one of the things that you hear when you're listening to this interview is the fact that you're talking to somebody who they have no, it's not even about, they have no filter. It's that he has no pretense. He's just speaking honestly from like the gate in a way that so many people are unafraid or unwilling to do. And I think that's what made a lot of people literally like afraid of DMX. And that's what made a lot of people also not understand him. And I love that he just, it was like, it was the first time I'm meeting him and he was just so willing and open and just talking to me with such, um, with such transparency and, you know, as a as an interviewer, when I do these interviews on small doses, like that's the same energy I'm trying to like invoke is like letting people know that it's a safe space and you know that we're just here to to speak on not only like their passions and their their work and their point of view, but also to create something that can be of service to to people listening in terms of affirming them and you know, having them challenge things and having them be informed, et cetera. So, you know, when we're talking, when I'm sitting here talking to DMX so long ago. I would never have imagined that we'd be here now speaking about him in the past tense but I'm so um I'm just so elated that that I was able to get an opportunity to speak to this person because there's there just aren't a lot of people like him that get to the level of success that he is was at.
1: Randy got the pad. Yo, come on. You got me nervous, man. <laughs> you do look very official over there. Police hat and shit. Pull- Every five minutes, he pulling our rain shit down and shit, looking all in the air. I heard that.
0: <laughs> we got DMX rapping yeah. with us. Yeah. He's live. Uh-huh. Don't go nowhere. He's rhyming for us, people. An yeah. MC that's really yeah. going to MC. Yeah. I know it's a novel idea. I know. But that's how we do it. So, tell me this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you at Def Jam.
1: Yeah. We got Fridays. Left Jam. Ooh. I mean, Elaborate. Is, you know, carry niggas to the left. I mean, it, it, niggas let, let let feelings get involved with shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not business at the end of the fucking day. It's, it's I don't like him. And he, he doesn't cooperate. And he won't have dinner with me. And, you know, like, come on, buddy. Uh, am I fucking you? So, you know, I'm not fucking. So what the fuck is the problem? You know what I'm saying? Why the fuck do I got to be up in your motherfucking face every fucking day? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's a whole new system now. Whole new staff.
0: <sighs> How does it feel like having uh, having your boss be a former peer.
1: I don't have a boss. I don't have a boss. I don't have a boss. I mean, and um, you know, like I honestly have to say that whoever gave him the position, whatever entity gave him that position, is is putting a strain on our relationship? You know what I'm saying? We have a we have a, we have a good relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's a mutual respect. We came up together. We didn't have a battle. Cashos. We didn't have battles and Money got cashos. over it. You know, did songs together. You know what I'm saying? We rocked together. And and for them to put, it's like it's like they they pitting us against each other. Mm. Typical fucking cracker shit that they do. You know what I'm saying? Typical shit that they fucking do. You know what I'm saying? To break the motherfuckers down. Here I'm gonna put him against him. You know what I'm saying? And we'll see what happens. Either way, we win. Whether it's
0: Rwanda or Def Jam, it's all the same exactly, shit. Exactly,
1: exactly. So it's like it, it's hard, man. But um, I mean, it, it's it's nothing that I'll let him do to influence my project. Nor will it be anything that I think he would do out of the respect that we have for each other to influence yeah. my project. Let let me be mean. We both artists. Because that's the other thing, you know. Exactly. Like, he's not
0: a jackass either. You know exactly, exactly. So, now he cool as shit. He cool, exactly. cool as shit. You know
1: what I'm saying? And we, like I said, we have that. We have that respect for each other, yo. You know what I'm saying? And when we when we say what's that's up dope. and how you been, it, it's real. It's, exactly. no, it's no no, it's dick sincere. riding shit. Yeah, it ain't no sure. industry nigga to another. It's too real. Yo, what up, dog? How you been, man? You know what I mean? Cause, cause we, about 15 years ago, you know what I'm saying? We was rocking together. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, on a right, right. pool table. I going just hard. Say that. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So it's like, it's real shit. You know what I'm saying? But I the love fact that. that they set it up like that, you know, and, and then made me the first major project, I don't like the way they did that.
0: But you're strong enough to overcome that and make yeah, it happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and said, that's really. I'm what not matters. gonna change what I do. Exactly. And exactly. I'm not gonna let anybody day, interfere with what I do.
0: There we go. Speaking of, um, you know, people that you work with. When we come back, you know, Jada has said that he's kind of like taking the forefront of, of Rough Riders, and I just wanted to know, you know, you ain't going nowhere. So how do you feel about that? What do you want? You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean, yeah, you know I mean. Who said when that? When we come back. Okay. we, we come back. <laughs> so backstory. At this point is when Jay-Z had been given the role of the president of Def Jam. And for those who don't know, like, Jay-Z and DMX both, like, had banner years in 98 and 99, right? DMX put out two albums that both went platinum. Like, that's when when Jay-Z put out Hard Knock Life. As I mentioned earlier in the show, they went on tour for the Hard Knock Life tour. I mean, you know, we shit um dms and my dog's life jigger my nigga right mm-hmm. all night dogs for life like hits all right hits money, money. Wh- why am i forgetting the actual hook <laughs> y'all i'm getting old it's not money anything. thing it's not i know some of y'all are in your car like amanda It's And the song is DMX and Jay-Z. I'm going to have to Google this. Oh, my God. My brain. My brain. Money, Money, cash, hold. Money, cash, cash 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 hold. Oh, okay. Sorry. Got that out. Anywho, so that's what he's talking about in terms of the dissension, right? Like, he basically Def Jam had put um, Jay-Z in that position and that was kind of a doozy because now the person who's making decisions about your project and your marketing and your budget is somebody who used to be like not only your peer but also your competition for all intents and purposes so it really does to his point create a certain level of divide and conquer if the person isn't respectful of what that position actually is is holding. And so thankfully, you know, as we can see in hindsight, it didn't really create any great um, disruption. And DMX went on to continue to put out music. And there wasn't anything, at least publicly, that was exposed about, like, there being some type of, like, um, acrimony between the two. But I can see why he would feel a certain level of, like, just concern and also just feeling like he's being fucked with by those at those labels. Because ultimately, when these artists are performing and, and doing what they do, like, they just be, you know, I've dealt with a lot of rappers in professional and personal regard, and there's like doing whatever they want to do. I've seen Jay Electronica leave an entire team of people in the airport who are about to fly to India because he just didn't feel like going that day. Like, this is a thing. Like, motherfuckers be doing whatever the fuck they want to. And so, in what respect, you know, I can hear when X is saying, like, yo, everybody wants you to be, like, up under them and make them feel like so you know secure and, and patted on the back I completely know like that is such a, a definite expectation that people have for you when you're an artist or when you're talent like everybody holds you to like this whole other level of like wanting attention and affirmation from them and sometimes you're just like I'm just trying to do what I'm doing go through my day and just like you like why is it because I have a certain level of visibility that you have this high expectation from me I'm not an elected official but you know for someone like DMX I, that's he that's on another level for him. DMX is a fucking worldwide superstar. On the other hand though, them niggas do be wild though. They do be wild. So uh I think it's it's really dope just to get this insight and you know just to see like where he went from here to to now and uh just the the journey, right? The journey, but always remembering that the underlying part, of the underlying of that journey is making music and really trying to just work through why it matters to make the music.
1: Let's pause that for a minute. Though. It's <laughs> about nation. Pause that for one minute.
0: Why? <laughs> Who knows what happened and why he was pausing it. But let me tell you, he had been drinking that bottle of Remy. There was a bottle of Remy in the studio with the cake, and he just took that Remy for himself. And it was just like... It's X, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to tell him, no, you can't have a Remy? So he was drinking this Remy the whole interview, y'all. And at the beginning, he actually opened it and poured some out for for the for the lost ones. So like, when I tell you he was in there and it was lit, it was a lituation.
1: I'll just, I'll just lay down for a little while. I'll put X, I'll just, X lay down, X lay down. This is Russell now? No, no X is laying down and um, DMX is coming. Oh. All right, what up?
0: We're only going to have DMX for one big. Yeah, break yeah, break. It's, it's DMX. All right, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's very necessary to have different masks. You know, mm-hmm. when you wear the mask, grins and lies.
1: It's bigger than a mask.
0: I mean, a DVD. Oh, you got like a cloak, a cape, a mask. It's an inner. Okay. You mean? But it's good that you can put it on. How often they do you actually have to come switch out. Up?
1: Um, They usually do it on their own.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, like whenever they need it. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's very necessary. Yeah. So tell me, there were rumors that you had retired from the game?
1: Yeah. Um... I I Set the know, record I, straight. I did I did announce that, you know what I'm saying, I was walking away from the industry because, you know, I got tired of dealing with, with fucking fake ass niggas, yo. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, you know what I'm saying, if I kept dealing with these motherfuckers, I was gonna end up like putting somebody in the fucking dirt straight up. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna end up fucking somebody up. You know what I'm saying? So before I did that, I said, you know what, I'm gonna walk away because it ain't the industry that I came into. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't the industry that I fell in love with, you know what I'm saying, that I wanted to be a part of. It's some other shit. It's it's about money, it's being manipulated, and it's it's some fucking fake shit. And it, you know, niggas don't even got talented motherfuckers making it right now. You know, niggas is just making artists. You know, niggas are, God makes artists. Y'all niggas is playing God right now. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all making, creating artists and shit And Saying, you know, if if, if I play the record a thousand times a day, motherfuckers, you know, if you give motherfucker number bullshit, to eat, he gonna learn to enjoy it. You know, I throw a little gravy on it. You know I mean, they, they gonna enjoy the bullshit. In the absence of the truth, bullshit will prevail. You know what I mean? So um, I, I got tired of dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I stopped. And I called Mace because you know I know my true calling in life is to be a pastor. So you know mean? Awesome. Me? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be a pastor. You know what I mean? You all right. Shout out um, to girl, Tanya. Shout out to Tanya, you know what I'm saying? Big Tanya for the group home. And um, I know my true calling in life is to be a pastor. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to walk away from this shit, and I'm going to just, all right, Lord, I'm ready. And I waited, and I waited. What were you waiting for? <laughs> you know, for him to give me a sign, you know? Like, okay. Because I, I know that my true calling in life is to be a pastor. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready now. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and it's nothing. I'm like, what's up? So I call Mace, you know? Um, that. yeah yeah um powerful word in that brother You know what I mean, and um i'm like yo dog what's up man i mean like you know why 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 God ain't ready for me he like say yo he gave you a talent for a reason and i mean what what what, what gives you the right to turn your back on that talent just because you got to deal with fake motherfuckers? think you don't deal he doesn't put you through worse than that and it was nothing you look forward to that. I, I used to look forward to it. Like, like when I was robbing eggs in the hood, I mean, I looked forward to seeing fake motherfuckers. Those are the easy things to get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, what gives me the right to turn my back on my talent, on my God given gift? Because that's I got to deal with a lion motherfucker, a motherfucker full of shit. Nothing gives me the right, you know what I mean? So as long as he gives me talent, it's my obligation to use it. It's like,
0: okay. That's real.
1: That's what's up. You know what I mean so? So we gonna I came back like, talent. yeah, yeah. I came back like, all right, you know what? I just gotta start banging y'all motherfuckers around like, boop 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 boop. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fuck it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm going hard. Those. Yeah.
0: For sure. So when we come back, we gonna get a little. Yeah, you know I mean, I think people have been missing that talent for a yeah. minute. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know That's another thing that was just everywhere, everywhere I went. Dog, the streets miss you. Dog, the hood needs you. Dog, the hood. I'm like, all right, I, I You know what? I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You gotta do it for the people. Yeah. All the people.
0: All right. When we come back, gonna rhyme, My favorite part of the show. For the record, every time I say Yamin, I cringe and a little piece of me dies. Um, there's so much that he said in that <laughs> clip. So, so many truths and so many things that so many of us just can relate to in such a real way. And I remember going through this exact same mindset with, which is what essentially made me leave the music business. And then going through it again here in Hollywood and wanting to just quit all of this for the exact same reasons, you know, and you just start seeing shit getting made and getting pushed and getting backed. And you're just like, that's what they're, so in love to, that's what they're supporting. And who's to say that it wasn't always like that for, you know, for what it's worth. But at the when you're in that moment and you see that, it just can really take the bottom out from under you and make you feel like, you know what, this is not for me and I just need to find another path. And I completely can relate to, to X in in that mindset and I'm just getting so livid. And I mean, like when he was like, you know, I had to leave before I was gonna put somebody in the ground, like, of course, I I was never gonna kill somebody, but I can imagine for someone like X, who like knows that he has a fury and a fire in him and he has seen so many things. And remember he has an album, Dark as Hell and Hell is Hot. Like he's he's dealing with these demons. He's just like, yo, I don't wanna keep being around motherfuckers that are gonna be bringing my demons to the surface in such a regular basis. Like I, I mean, Ooh, I get it. But him being willing to express that and be clear about that, you know, says a lot because a lot of folks don't want to say shit like that because they don't want to be seen a certain way or they don't want to, um, they don't want to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, ostracize anybody or they don't want anybody to feel like they're being targeted. And he's just like, nah, like, and I think for what it's worth, people know, like, is he talking about you? They know. But when he said, like, in the absence of bullshit, in the absence of the truth, bullshit will prevail. Like, I think we've all seen that, right? Like, that that's the last four years under the presidency that we've been under. And to... Um, but to, to see him, you know, go through the process of like feeling like he needed to, you know, go a different path as a pastor and then, you know, get counsel from Mace. And I mean, <laughs> the irony that Mace is counseling him. <laughs> but um, but that feeling that he talked about of just like, you know, I have a talent and I and that's what I got to use. You know, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And, and he you know, he said it brought him back to the music. And I think for what it's worth, it brought him back to the music in a pure way that made all the other fuck shit no longer have power, right? It took the power away from the folks and the fuckery and the phoniness because ultimately it's like, I just need to focus on my talent and what my talent is doing and... You know, stay in that lane and whatever else is going on like I have to believe that I am a part of uh, a a movement to you know dissolve and dissipate fuckery by the existence of the truth that I'm bringing that's what he's saying and I cannot tell you how that speaks to me in such a deep visceral way because when I tell you I wanted to quit this fucking shit and I was just like I don't want to work no more I remember I turned to my man in October I said I don't want to work no more I don't want to do this no more I don't like these people I don't like this Hollywood shit I don't like this fuckery. People are not honest. They're, they're shady. Like, you know, people misunderstand me. People call me all types of names. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. And the thing that, you know, ultimately ended up bringing me back was me saying that I just really wanted to figure out a way to just get back to the shit that I loved. And I have control over that by not letting the other shit control me. And I know a lot of us listening are are in those same scenarios. We either work somewhere or with some people, or we have people around us who kind of like are driving us in a different direction than our dream and our purpose. And we have to take back the reins and, and steer ourselves back on course. And what that's what X is talking about here, you know, that he's he got back to the music. And regardless of the other shit that he was dealing with, you know, his his infractions with the law, et cetera, et cetera. DMX was here to do music and he gave us a ton of it at a high level. We got DMX on the mic. Y'all, we don't play games.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, taking it back, baby. You know, let's walk these motherfucking dogs. That's how we do. Uh, uh, I ex uh uh uh, uh. I start niggas so don't come up short Cowards ain't got the heart to do shit but talk Nigga fuck who you know when what your man says just you and me here, ex gon' handle his and semi the fully Always been the bully couldn't do nothing to me So what, you're a little older now And what, you still sitting down to piss Stand up, shit I throw at him hard, go at him hard I ain't gotta blow at him hard Got him dropping the guards, cusp Niggas respect the dog and me And the cat and you that I'm able to see this why I'm on the ground and you up in a tree Who the fuck you think you talking to, nigga? This is me now Come on, little man, don't be like that What did daddy say? Daddy said he'll be right back, alright? Listen that beat, that beat threw me off for a minute. You, know I see know, what I you got, Yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. Give me that again. Give me yeah, that again. Give me that again. Yeah. All right, let's go. Hey. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what was that? Pull that, pull that. I'm, 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 I'm going to the gate. I'm going to the gate with it. Out the gate. I rob right, niggas that I hang with. You know, X up to the same shit. DFL a bang with. Pull out the thing quick. Clear out the whole room. Step back. What nigga boom? Left niggas off their feet for thinking to sweep. My hands on the heat, the man's on the street. I ain't got a problem popping you all goin' to jail. My shit stay off safety. My aim is well, I get down like I used to. That nigga thinks something soft, we can get off. But dog, I get loose too. And then then like the juice crew. When I cruise through, but you gon' lose too. Blam, bam, that's how a nigga getting at him. Blam, blam, I stay spitting something at him. Whatever I though, I know you pussy nigga, I can see through you. What you expect me to do?
0: Come on! Yeah, real light, Monica
1: baby. Said, like the juice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was hard. Oh man. That pause.
0: You held it down. Mm, thank you. Shit. I got one more question for you when yeah. we come back. Let's go? Cool. Yeah. If you just missed DMX right here, killing it, burning it down, then you played yourself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow this is why it pays to be a hoarder <laughs> this is why it pays to be a hoarder y'all oh my god that was dope right that's a of I- I've never heard of spit that shit nowhere else I feel like that's I appreciate the disrespect of cats because he said, that's why I'm a dog and you a cat and you up in the tree and I'm down here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cats isn't necessarily running up in trees because they scared. They running up in the tree because they want a better view of the pride lands. But that's another conversation. Yo. That was wild, y'all. But you see what I mean? Like, he was just hyped to rap. (laughs) Like that didn't require anything. You don't understand how many times you bring people through and they don't want to rap. And I get it. Like sometimes you're just like I'm wrapped out. I'm tired. But like he that that was his fuel. That was his fuel, and you can hear it. Like how he just he was already on ten, y'all. And then when he was rhyming, he went to like ten to the tenth power. Yo, that was wow. Y'all gotta run that back when you're listening to this. You gotta run that back. Cause he has some bars in there what he said, uh, like the juice crew. You know, that's a reference to da-da-da-da, 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 da-da-da-da. It's Molly Mar in the place to be. Oh wow. That's some old school hip hop shit right there. And, you know, the juice crew used to battle with BDP, um, one and, and them and uh whoo! Some hip hop history for y'all, some hip hop history. So shout out to all my hip hop heads who are listening right now because I'm sure this is touching us in a very special way. And I just I just gotta tell y'all, I I I I I just feel so lucky to have been able to like be on this path and to have gotten to like pass through this space where I got to to meet folks like X and the dynamic just so dynamic shit. about to wrap it up with DMX <laughs> yeah so this is my one question for you mm-hmm. you got a lot of negative press yeah you got some good press
1: uh believe
0: but I, but I think that there's more misconceptions about you per se
1: yeah believe none of what you hear and half what you see
0: what do you think is the biggest misconception about you?
1: You know, I I really don't even know because I, I don't pay attention to it. if a motherfucker don't say it to me, he don't mean it. Okay. You know what I mean and niggas talk shit all day, you know, around corners under tables and all that extra shit, you know what I'm saying? But if, if they don't bring it to me, they don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like,
0: say what well, you Were you always like that or did it take some time in this game i no, I always shit, been honey.
1: like that, I always been like that. Cause I mean that's that's some sucker shit. I know if I got something to say about a nigga, I'll bring it to him. No, you listen, you pussy. Straight up. You know what I mean that's like I'll bring it to a nigga. Yo, fuck you. you know what I mean? Because all that talking around bitches and, you know what I'm saying, all that, that, shit is, that shit is some for sucker shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I ain't got time for that bullshit, you know what I mean? If you, if, if, if you mean it, let me know you mean it. Right. You know I mean? I feel you. And know. it'll be what it is.
0: Shout out the album.
1: Um, motherfucking, here we go again. June 28th. Here we go again. June 28th. It's dark and hell is hot. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. And then there was ex. Scott, niggas like what's next again. Great Depression, grand champ. Here we go again. Aye. Yeah, all six joints right there. Right?
0: Aye, aye, aye. Thank hey, you. you should be a rapper. That was clever. You know what? I'm I'm
1: working on it. I'm working on it. I'm Yo, working on it. You just mean? something to do. Yeah, shot you know, dark, a little extra, dark. you know. That's
0: what it is. Change of the thank side. You. Thank you. And have a good one. All right, y'all. Stay in hip hop. Go get that shit, man. Wow, what a treat! Really, I mean, truly, just, um, just a great just really a great interview (laughs) and also just somebody who really I feel like did the best that they could do with the time that they've been here and I think we always have to remember that like that's not going to be the same for everyone I mean I think you know DMX had a lot of issues you know from early on and he really struggled in a real way you know I think it's safe to say that DMX was a tortured soul like so many artists and like so many brothers and like just so many folks who have dealt with trauma earlier in their life at his best, he found resolve and he found escape and he found healing through utilizing his musical talents. And we are all very lucky to be able to have experienced it and, and heard it and be moved by it. Anybody who's... And, and also beyond the music, right? Because DMX also was a fucking movie star, right? Like, DMX was a legit you know, actor. And he was doing the damn thing when he was at it. And then later on, he was like growing orchids. I mean, this was a talented person in a real way. And his memory and his legacy will continue to live on. And I know a lot of us, you know, we're at an age now where we're starting to see the people that we grew up with and the greats, you know, pass on. And we have to hold their memory and we have to hold their work and hold their legacy up and we have to protect it. We can't let it get co-opted. And, you know, when I saw the New York Post did a... The New York Post did an article or did a story. um, uh, Here's all the houses that DMX lost while he was uh, a rapper. And it's just like... And they did this, like, while he was on his deathbed. You know, And, and there are always going to be folks who capitalize on shock and and who capitalize on just nastiness and negativity and hatred. And they will 1,000% be willing to throw folks under the bus for their own gain. But we we can't allow it. And we have to be able to challenge it and acknowledge that there's so much greater that these people have given. And um, DMX lived a a full, wow, uh, talented life, random, random Uh, my man was playing DMX in honor of DMX, and Jordy is like scared of DMX, like scared of his voice. Jordy is my dog, and you know DMX is the dog. He like, arr, arr. "And like when he just starts talking, Jordy like started like I was holding Jordy, and Jordy started like shaking from anxiety. And then he, I like put him down, and he like cowered behind me while we were playing DMX. So the spirit of the dog is." In Earl Simmons. And we are all greater for having experienced what he brought to the world and, and in terms of his music and in terms of the art that he was here to give. And um, I'm just, uh, I'm really glad I got to share this interview with y'all because it brought me back and it also takes us forward in knowing where we've been to know where we're going. Rest in peace, sex. kids can't eat book dog kids can't eat book dog oh my gosh okay wait 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 people have their thoughts about the movie belly this belly is the the hype williams directed film that came out in 1999 featuring nas uh t-boss uh, method man and of course dmx But you can say whatever you want to say, but Belly is an iconic film just off the sheer egregiousness of it. Okay, there's so many lines. There's so many classic moments. I mean, yo, Jamaica is good. Jamaica is very good. Like <laughs> when I tell you, I know Belly backwards and forwards. And the reason why I even remember Belly just now was because Rebecca was like, "Maybe I'll rewatch Belly this weekend." So that lets you know the reach of Belly. Rebecca is over here talking about Belly. Yo, I rose dolo from state to state. If I don't get me started, because the only other film besides A Color Purple that will have me just running through. A a recitation of the classic lines is Belly. And DMX's performance in Belly is actually very reflective, I feel like, of his life. Because he really was always trying to find a way to salvation, like find a way to being freed. And in that scene at the end where he's talking to Minister Ben Chavis, which is kind of like a Farrakhan-esque type of moment, he's really like at, at, he's reached this point where he's, been employed to be a hitman and, and, you know, he's been this cold kind of dark soul who's just moving through trying to get his, like, fuck that. I was in the, I became in this world by myself. I'm leaving this world. Like, you know, and he finds himself face to face with somebody who's just not afraid to die. And it makes him reveal how, and, and, and instead of it, um, kind of like provoking him to fire the trigger, it actually ends up revealing to him how, much he's like afraid to live. And there's this watershed moment. So, so you know, Belly has, has a message to it. And the other message was the fact that when we all saw the sex scene between him and Keisha in the beginning, everyone was like, if my man ain't digging me out like that, then what are we even doing? What are we even doing? Rest in peace to X. About to drop a dime on them niggas. Starbings Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.